pray for on her way. And, yes. and Stephen, why don't you, and Stephen, do you have there what he's, can you read what it says yep. there? With, why don't you just read all three of those? I will. Sounds good. Okay, we'll do that. We'll take a moment. We're going to actually not only pray for the graduates, board, but for, you know, all kids this summer. So, but we do have Gabriella Waller, who is here. Got a chance to see her walk the other day. It's awesome. Um, and then we have Sari Rock and then Stephen Sharon. And in the announcements later on, check them out. Their location of their open houses are in there. But right now, to stay kind of in the attitude of continued worship, and guys, holy smokes, that was amazing. <laughs> I love that you're sharing your gifts this way. Give yeah. another round of applause, you? I was kind of praying and thinking about what God wanted me to share this morning. And uh, my alter ego, I am Dr. Joshua Grover. I am the principal at Cass Lake Bina Elementary in Cass Lake, Minnesota, former high school principal here in Black Duck, just north of down the road. Um, and the reason I say that is as a principal, every year at this time of the year, we, I would say, get to wave goodbye to our kids, but that's not even the right term. Uh, I am blessed to be able to serve some of the most God-fearing, amazing people, Bob knows all about it, um, in my building, and uh, Jeshua being one of them. Um, and I get to see them interact with our children every day. But without fail, every school year, you see nothing but tears in the eyes of our teachers, of our paraeducators, myself, as we wave goodbye to our students. And there's a lot of reasons why. If you step foot in our building this time of year, there is a lot of joy, and there's a lot of fun, there's a lot of things going on, but there's also a little bit of angst there's a little bit of anxiety. There's a little bit of uptightness going on. Uh, kids know that they're safe in our building. They know that they're cared for. They know that they're fed. They know that somebody's going to be there for them in our building. I kind of equate that to graduation. I kind of equate that to what we have going on over the summertime, during the school year, oftentimes, and during life. You've got that safety net of people around you to help you, to catch you, but don't forget don't forget, Gabriella, you still have that safety net, right? No matter what your plans are, no matter where you're going, if it's college, post-secondary, if it's life, a career, if it's at home, being a mom or dad, you still have that safety net. I remember the dedication just a couple weeks ago that we had. Remember when you were little, and if you didn't get dedicated, we still got your back, right? But we are still a family, no matter if you're here or you're far away. I saw a picture yesterday at... Gabby's party of her being dedicated. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's, you know, and Gabriella, when we were watching the, uh, when you we were watching the slideshow at the Black Duck graduation, it was really hard. I was listening to my wife giving the sniffles and starting to cry a little bit because Max only got one more year. And I mean, we've got lots of kids coming up. You've got lots of kids coming up, the guys. <laughs> but um, it is hard because we, you think about all this time that we spent investing in you and investing in our children and not knowing what the future holds, but reminding ourselves to give it to God. And that's why we're here this morning. So Gabriella, if you feel comfortable, come on up forward. And then everybody else that is in high school, junior high, even elementary school, would you stand with us too, please? And we're going to invite our families, parents, godparents, grandparents to come on forward too, and let's pray over them. And that means we're going to pray over you guys too. So come on down a yeah. couple steps. All right. 
That means mine too. Why don't we all stand up? Look at your brother, and everybody can stand as well. Let's bow our hands. If you want to reach out your hands, if you want to even at home reach out your hands, but keep them in your prayers. Not only Gabriella, but everyone that is moving on in their in their life and in, in different changes and challenges and different transitions. But Father God, we're here this morning for you, first and foremost, to glorify you, to recognize that you're the one in charge. And as we take a leap of faith into your arms as parents, as grandparents, as members of this congregation, members of Gabriella's family, of all the students' family, the children's family, we're reminded of your power that you've got them this far, Father, that you've got them all the way. But we know, Jesus, we know, Father, that there are some significant challenges ahead. We're in a world where there is more exposure, more thoughts that are contrary to your truths than there ever has been. And we look at that and we go, okay, we've got to support these kids, these individuals, these young adults as they go out and we are committed as a congregation to do so. But Father, give us the strength and power. Give us the strength and the endurance to help them along the way. But Father, at this moment, we pray your blessing on each and every young adult and child in this building and elsewhere, Father. We ask that your blood is shed over them. That your warmth and comfort is there that you're, they are reminded of your grace because they will fall, and that's okay. We get back up again, and we make it right, and we be with you, Father. But, Father, we just pray that in this world where you are not at the forefront, but that you are the forefront in their lives, Father, that you remind them constantly of your protection, your love, but your conviction as well. But, Father, we are there for them. You are there for them. And again, Father, we just pray that you guide each and every step that they take, that they know that they don't have to have it all figured out right now because you have it all figured out, and you've got your plan for them, Father. We just pray that they continue to seek you, your wisdom, your life, and your joy, Father. But remember, again, your grace. Give them endurance. Give them strength. Give them your grace. In your wonderful, amazing, immaculate name. Amen. Amen. And thank you very much. At this time, we'll go ahead and excuse the kids for Children's Church. Give them a round of applause. Absolutely. This is a pretty big deal. Gabriella, congratulations. Thank you. We'll excuse the kids for Sunday school right now. And would you take a moment and greet your neighbor, please? Hallelujah. <clears throat> Well, we will have more fellowship after the service. I believe Don and Maria have a meal for us too, so we want to invite you to that. But also, there's a lot of things converging on this day and this weekend. This is Pentecost Sunday. You maybe saw that on our highway sign today. This is Pentecost Sunday, the day where the Holy Spirit was outpoured upon the disciples in the upper room. 
It's also Memorial Day Observance Sunday. Memorial Day. And the veterans, we have veterans here, and we want to thank you veterans um, for serving in the armed forces for us uh, in this country. We're, we're very thankful for that. Um, I'm not sure who you all are. So if you serve in the armed forces, if you could just raise your hand. Are you there? Is that you, Jimmy? Over there? These lights, I can't quite see you. I know Gus did. Are you raising your hand? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, you were in the service. Who else was? I guess I'm not going to be able to see you very well, but... Okay, we just want to thank you for serving us in those armed forces, all of you. And we think of those that have passed away. You know, even in the war, I know Art has a brother. Was it Bob? Or not Bob? Art's brother passed in the service. And uh, I know my dad served for three and a half years in World War II. And we're just thankful for that. But then, you know, so we also think of others that have passed. It, it, on this weekend, we think of loved ones that have gone. We think of spiritual veterans, you know, those who have mentored us, those who have helped us um, in the past. You know, and, and it's happening all the time, like in a church like ours, like the older are mentoring the younger, and that goes all the way through. Like we saw this whole group of young people up here this morning, they've been being mentored by older believers. And I thought it was so neat when one of the little twins came up with Gabby here, because <laughs> Gabby helps with uh, preschool quite often. And here one of the little preschoolers came up. Did you see that? <clears throat> when we were praying for it. <clears throat> what a blessing. Because she, she's mentoring now. There's a mentoring there. And, um, but we remember those that have passed too. We think of our loved ones who were mentors to us in the Lord. But then you know what else? We remember Jesus' ultimate sacrifice. In fact, on the... Do we have... Yeah, it's the, the table here in front of us is the communion table. Now we use the little cups so the communion elements aren't on here, but it says this to in remembrance of me. And we're remembering on this Memorial Weekend, we remember. This message could be titled, There is Power in the Blood of Jesus. Don't underestimate the power in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ.
says in Ephesians 1, 7, we should have this for our screen. Through the blood, it's through the blood of his son, that's Jesus, we are set free from our sins. God forgives our failures because of his overflowing kindness. And then that's the Bible. That's what the Bible says. In Ephesians 1, 18 and 19, realize, thank you, Holy Spirit, on this Pentecost Sunday for your enlightening and your revelation coming to us as we hear your word, which is anointed. And we realize that you weren't, we weren't set free from the worthless life handed down to us from our ancestors by a payment of silver or gold, which can be destroyed. Rather, the payment that freed us, you, was the precious blood of Christ. The lamb with no defects or imperfections. That's the news. That's the good news. That's the gospel through Jesus, through the cross. We are made free. We are set free. Hallelujah. And the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion represents the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus when he shed his blood for us. Once again, I want to welcome you all to partake if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus. Jesus' sacrifice allows us to have communion with God. Actually, it's 24-7 communion with God. It's broken down the wall of separation that sin made between us and God. It broke us apart from God. That's what sin does. And spiritual death came with sin, but spiritual life comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship. In the Amplified Bible there says, companionship and participation of his son. Jesus Christ, our Lord, you're called to be in fellowship with God. He wants to have fellowship with you. The word fellowship is translated from the Greek word koinonia, which you may have heard me share about before, but that word koinonia it means sharing, unity, close association, partnership, participation, communion, intimate fellowship. That's with God we're talking about. Are you experiencing that? If you've never received Jesus as your Savior, this is your day. Whether you're here with us or watching online, this is your day. Just come to him. You know you're a sinner, you need a savior, come to him, call out to him. Give him your life. Don't wait. One thing that will hinder this fellowship 
is not knowing or having the revelation, having it revealed that our sin is totally dealt with. By God, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Totally dealt with. Say that. Totally dealt with. God forgives, and he remembers not our sin. When God forgives us of our sin, he remembers not. Say this. after I'll say it first, and then you repeat. God remembers not my sin. He doesn't bring it to or allow it to come back to his mind and his thoughts. Isaiah 43, 25 says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Keely, could you come up here? Keely's going to help me here. <clears throat> He blots out our sin. The Hebrew word there, blot out, it's to erase, abolish, blot out, destroy, put out, utterly wipe away and wipe out. So I'll hold this board. Okay, this is sin. So the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus I know this is very simple. Joyce told me it was old school <laughs> this morning. <laughs> she said, you should have made a video for that. <laughs> but here's a little bit right there. And actually, that, one's a, that one is wet, so why don't you go over to that, too? I mean, Jesus' blood gets away, get, takes care of, it blots out every single speck. Do you have that realization? Thanks, Kelly. Do you have that realization? Do you have that revelation? Do you have that revelation? So it says he doesn't remember our sin. He doesn't write it back on there. He doesn't remember it. He doesn't recall it. That Hebrew word means to recall or mention it. He doesn't, it's gone. But then that was Old Testament. Here's New Testament, Hebrews 10, 17. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. That's a quote. I will he doesn't want to, and he's made the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So it's God's will and choice not to remember the sin which has been blotted out by Jesus' shed blood. As far as he's concerned, 
they do not exist anymore. Now, this is talking about you and me and you. As far as he's concerned, those sins do not exist. And sin in your life, it's non-existent. Did you hear me? I said, as far as he is concerned, they do not exist anymore. They do not exist anymore. Say that. They do not exist anymore. So, in this little song, Mac, we're going to do that later. That's on there next. So we'll go there. Possibly we'll do it later. But this means that from the viewpoint of heaven, I'm no longer condemned. I'm no longer condemned. And I'm no longer sentenced to pay any of the price or penalty of my sin or my offense. Ooh, Jesus, thank you. We should just stop and thank him right now for that. Hallelujah. I'm going to read that again. This means from the viewpoint of heaven, I am no longer condemned and I am no longer sentenced to pay any of the price or penalty of my sin and offense. Self-condemnation is, and I was meditating on that just yesterday, I think, Lord, what would you call condemnation? And I, I just said that and then the Word came right just like that, terrible. self -con my condemning myself when God has already uncondemned me. I mean, he's paid the price. He's taken care of the sin that would condemn me. And then I, then I put self-condemnation on myself. It's terrible. So I looked up that word terrible then, and it said, distressingly bad. And that's what happens when we condemn ourselves. We get stressed. Or I shoulda, coulda, woulda. I missed it. I failed. I sinned. But then we go to Jesus. Receive forgiveness. Don't condemn yourself. It said distressingly bad and then also likely to cause terror. We hear a lot about terrorism these days. But what this is saying to me is when we're con still condemning ourselves, when we've been washed by the blood of Jesus, cleansed by him, we're doing self-terrorism on ourselves and how it causes the stress in our life. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? Anybody? What the Holy Spirit is saying. So, self-condemnation is terrible, but so is condemning others. The charges against me have been dropped. The charges against you 
if you're in Jesus Christ, they've been That's the truth. They're no longer on you. It's a grave thing. There's great gravity in a courtroom when there is a charge, where there is a sentence, and it's brought down on someone. There is a great gravity if you're paying the price of something you've done for something you've done. I remember a few months ago, I think it was Alex Murdahl trial, and I happened to see when he was before the judge standing there, and he was sentenced to life in prison. I could feel the gravity of it. There's great gravity there. But oh, what release! when it's all forgiven. And that's what we have in Jesus. That's what we have in Jesus. It's forgiven. We're forgiven. What good news we have. Wow, we got good news for the world. But God knows that we will slip up sometimes. Has anybody here ever, I should say it this way, has anybody here never slip up? God knows that we're going to slip up, but his heart is that we come right to him. And his heart is full of mercy. He wants us to come and repent and turn back away as soon as possible. He wants to extend that mercy. I've had this in my briefcase for I don't know how long at least a couple of years just waiting for the right time to share and I thought you know what this is probably a time I slipped up and I speeded I went over the speed limit it was Northland is that what your what's your Huh? Northdale. It was by Northdale there, where there's a 45-mile-an-hour zone between two 55-mile-an-hour zones. And I was going probably 56 or 57, I suppose. I thought it was a 55-mile-an-hour zone. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I see this policeman come. I met him, and then he quick whipped behind me. I thought, oh, no, that's not good. That's not good. And then the light came on, and so I pulled into Northdale, and uh, he said, did you know you were going over the speed limit? I said, well, actually, I I guess I was. And he, he went back to his car and stuff. He got my license, and he came back with this piece of paper. And the cost for going 11 to 14 miles over the limit was $133. 
But on this piece of paper that he gave me, it says, you have just received a warning ticket. Review the potential fine for violation indicated. Consider that you could have been required to pay the amount of the fine, but you've been given another chance. You've been given another chance to drive safely and within the law. And I thought, yippee. <laughs> you know, thank you, Lord. Thank you, officer. It was a little embarrassing because I didn't know the officer, too. <laughs> and he knew me, of course. <laughs> and... Uh, Anyway, he didn't, I don't think he knew me until I rolled down my window. And... We've been given another chance. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus does it for us. Isn't that wonderful? You know, immediately we can go and we need to go directly to him and receive the cleansing from his blood. We can't earn it. I couldn't have earned this. It was, it was mercy from that officer. I couldn't have earned it. I said, well, can I just give you a little money here? It's a little money so I don't have to pay the big money? No, no it doesn't work that way. I would have paid the full price. But go directly to him and receive cleansing by the blood of Jesus. Run to God, your Abba Father. Don't try to hide. Remember the prodigal son's father. Run to him when you miss it, when you slip up. Run to him fast. Run to him fast. We receive forgiveness. We don't earn forgiveness. And don't go around continuing to mull over past sins, going fishing for them, fishing for them back again. Fish for fish, not for past sins. Fish for fish, not past sins. Anybody here catch a fish? The shoe yet? One, two, three, four, five. Nobody over here? A six, seven, eight. Yeah, I got a fish. You know, I've been fishing in Gull Lake for 60 some years. And it didn't used to have largemouth bass in it. It had smallmouth bass. I'm talking about a long time ago. But at some point, somebody introduced largemouth bass. But I usually just catch northern and perch and bluegill and that kind of stuff. It's a little bit different kind of fishing for largemouth bass. Anyway, Emerson took me out yesterday morning. And would you believe this, after fishing, in Gull Lake for 60 years, I finally caught my, caught my first 
largemouth bass. That is kind of funny, isn't it, Vicky? <laughs> I mean, how you would think by just by chance you would catch one, but um, I've got a lot of fish. But full story. What's the rest of the story? What we prayed the night before. Mm. When you said, I've never caught, we were praying before we went to bed, and you said, I've never caught. What is that? A large mouth large bass. Mouth. I called it a wide mouth. <laughs> she tries to call it a wide mouth bass, or a big mouth bass. Big mouth bass. <laughs> <laughs> but when we were praying about the next day or whatever, and then you just made that comment, I said, so Lord, we ask you, for that fish. fish yeah. I mean, that's the most important part. We yeah, I know. Asked. I believe the Lord helped me because, well, Emerson, he knows that. I mean, he knows exactly. He was catching them like crazy, but Andy was with us. He didn't get any. Asher's with us. He didn't get any. But here I have, throw it over there, and I try to do it the way Emerson was showing me. Bam, I got one. Then, bam, I got another one. So. So we thank you, Lord. He wants to ask so we can receive. It gives him glory. Yeah, so we had him for supper last night. I was talking for somebody, to somebody yesterday afternoon at Gabby's graduation. I told, they asked me what you've been doing. I said, well, I went fishing. I got a largemouth bass today. And he says, well, that's not, that season's not open yet. Oh. <laughs> Oops. I, I wonder if I find my. <laughs> you can cut that out of there, Mike. I just cut that out. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> Mercy. <gasps> but I think it is, though, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> It is okay, Dan. Dan knows. So anyway, okay. Fish for fish, not for past sin. Micah 7, 18 and 19. Who is God like you? You forgive sin. And forgive, I looked up that word forgive, Merriam-Webster, it says, to stop requiring payment. and overlook the rebellion of your faithful people, you will not be angry forever because you would rather show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will overcome our wrongdoing. You will throw all our sin into the deepest sea. And I still remember in 1974, we were, Joyce and I were in a meeting with Corey Tinboom, that special, Dutch lady that crusaded across America in those days who had been through concentration camps in World War II and such, but she was a survivor. But she brought up this verse, and she says, God puts your sin in the deepest ocean, and then he puts up a no fishing sign. No fishing is that getting across today? 
It's by the blood of Jesus. Love, God is love and love forgives. Love drops the charges. Love remembers not the offense. When we believe this and receive this for ourselves, when I believe it for myself. So think in regards as to what God thinks of you and how he looks on you, how God sees you today. When we partake of what we call the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion, we have the opportunity to remember what Jesus transacted and accomplished for us. And that's what we're going to do today. We have the opportunity to believe and confess once again for its manifestation in our life. When I receive communion, I am confessing before heaven and earth that I believe in Jesus and the power of the cross. I believe in the power of the shed blood of Jesus. When I receive communion, I am showing that I have not forgotten what Jesus did for Stephen Bruce Pomp. And you put your name in there. When we receive communion, we recall the power of the blood of Jesus to affect our life today. And by faith, we confess the realities of Jesus' broken body to make our bodies whole, and that's healing. We can receive that as we partake. I'm talking about physical healing. Oh, it sure feels good to feel good. These last couple of weeks, there was a couple of weeks, well, one week I wasn't here. Last Sunday I was here, but I was just weak. I mean, I just didn't have, you know, I didn't do the normal things that I would do on a Sunday morning. I just kind of laid low, but I feel good. It feels good to feel good. It feels bad to feel bad. I don't think there's anybody here that thinks it would feel good to feel bad or feel bad to feel good. I just feel so good compared to a week ago and for sure for two weeks ago. And what we're saying is, let's use this as a point of contact as we partake this morning. Maybe you're not feeling good. I know a few folks that aren't here this morning because they aren't feeling good. As we partake of communion, just use that as a touch point of faith. By faith, we confess the power of the shed blood of Jesus to forgive all our sins. And by taking the bread and the cup, we purpose, 
purposefully are stating and proclaiming to everyone that we believe in Jesus, we believe in his sacrifice, and we believe in the power of his blood shed to change our life for good. And we are saying that through what Jesus did for us, his great redemption, we now receive anew and afresh that forgiveness, wholeness, strength, health, and everything else that we need in this life here on earth. And his redemption extends all the way through eternity. Forever. Those people who are remembering today that have passed on, they're very much alive. And we'll see them again if we're in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Why don't you get your cups? Joyce, you have one for me there? <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. You can see here probably that on the small, smaller end is the bread underneath the covering there. You can get that ready. First Corinthians eleven twenty three. After all, I passed on to you what I had received from the Lord. On the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread and spoke a prayer of thanksgiving. He broke the bread and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. We're, we're taking a communion to remember what he did. And when supper was over, he did the same with the cup. He said, this cup is the new promise made with my blood. Every time you drink it, do it to remember me. And every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you tell about the Lord's death until he comes. And we do that today. Before heaven and earth and everyone here, we partake of the body, the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's partake that together. Thank you, Jesus. And we receive wholeness in our bodies from the tops of our head to the soles of our feet. We receive. We receive. And we'll act as though it is true. Okay, now I can turn it the other way and lift. Be a little careful not to spill there, but let me get the... Thank you, Lord, for your the power in the blood of Jesus to eradicate to delete, to erase all sin 
in Jesus' name. We partake in remembering in Jesus' name. Let's drink it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're coming toward the close of the service here. We're going to have Josh give a few announcements. But then when we're done with that, we have a meal. We invite you to that. Please stay in fellowship and eat. But then uh, also, if you haven't received Jesus and you'd like us to pray with you to receive him, just come up here and we'll pray with you. Or the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Or for something, some healing that you want us to specifically pray for, we'll be here to pray with you. So, Josh, we'll have you close there. Amen. As I get to my announcements, of course, there we go. Thank you, Pastor Steve. Thank you for a wonderful message. And as we end this, uh, uh, this service this morning, just have a few announcements for you. Make sure you check them out if they're online. They're also in email form if you signed up. Um, just a few things. Again, um, we have Gabby Waller's gra uh, graduation that was announced earlier today. But we also wanted to let you know that uh, she had her open house yesterday. It looks like, right, Gabby? Right? Okay. Again, congratulations. Uh, Sari Rock graduated from Bemidji High School. Um, celebration of the open house is June 3rd from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Bush Residence. So go ahead and check that out. And then Stefan Sharon graduated on May 6th, 2023, the University of Minnesota Duluth. Congratulations, Stefan. That's awesome. With a Master of Science degree in Applied Materials Science. Wow, that's pretty cool. Defending his thesis right now. That's so cool. Pretty neat. Um, Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, just a reminder that there is youth group uh, this Wednesday and other evening activities as well, except there is no uh, kids' uh, activities that night. We have a little bit of an announcement on that. Parents and, parents and interested family of the TCC children, summer is here. We have an opportunity for you to teach and play games this summer with the Wednesday night kids. Contact. Who do I, it says contact me. Who do we contact? I don't know who me is on this. I would assume it's Kathy, maybe. Okay, just double check. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, kids' activities this week. There are no, no kids' activities Wednesday night this week. Um, and again, check your announcements for any further details. Uh, there's all kinds of other things that, that are available here. I'm so happy with all the things that we offer here at Tenth Right Community Church. Um, let's uh, stand with me, if you could. And I'm going to jump into... 2 Corinthians 9, 8, as we finish up. And the reason I jump into this is because it reminded me both of tithe and offering, general giving, and as well as an investment, an investment in our kids and the return on investment. Sometimes it's hard to see that as adults. Sometimes it's hard to see that. But you know what? Have faith. It is seen. People do see. God sees your investment in your children. God sees your investment in your children. 
Verse 6, actually, let's jump to this. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for the food will also supply and increase your store of seed and enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. That's the line that I think about when I think about our own children. We watch them grow up. We supply for their needs. We give them nutrients. And hopefully we've done our best to do so, even though that as a father, I fully acknowledge that I probably will have to have them deal with me further on in the future as to what I might have done wrong. But at the same time, we do our best as parents. And we see that in many different ways. But most importantly, God sees it, like I said, God's grace. But as this morning, as we continue to invest, we continue to look to the future of 10th Street Community Church, support the children that are graduating, supporting all the kids in our, in our church. And you saw how many of them here are about ready to move on and graduate in the next couple of years. We need your support as well. Um, God needs, God doesn't need anything, but God is all sufficient and he will further the gospel through your help. We pray this morning, let's bow our heads. Father God, thank you so much for bringing us here this morning to work together corporately to support the mission that you have in front of us to further your word, further your grace, further your glory, Father. Talk about the gospel, be an example of the gospel, all the things relating to you and who you are and what your son did for us. But Father, we pray for this morning's offering. We pray for the people that are giving this morning, and if they can't, and that's just okay, that's fine, absolutely great. But we ask that uh, no matter what, we have cheerful hearts this morning as we look in your face and we look at all the blessings that you've given us, Father. In your amazing name, amen. Thank amen. you. Amen. Have a great day, and, and there is a meal. Yes. Thank you. Enjoy the meal and the fellowship. And remember, come in for prayer if you would like. <clears throat>